Hello, and welcome back to the Sports and Stuff podcast. I'm Aiden, again, joined by Darren, James, and Sid. Guys, how are we today? Pretty good. How are you? I'm I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. I'm fine. Nice. That's good to hear. Okay. So, I like a lot of people, very bored, trying to keep busy all day. Uh, Scrolling through social media, Instagram, suggested page, I believe, whatever. TikTok. Um, TikTok, yeah, whatever. But, so... uh, I know the interest and stuff. I'm like, follow a lot of MLB accounts and stuff, following them. So I come across this top 100 list that I sent to you guys, and I know we were all laughing about it. But, I mean, let's go over this thing. This is ridiculous. I'll read the top I'll, I'll read the top 10 and see, like, the problems. All right, we got Trout, Betts, Cole, Yelich, DeGrom, Bellinger, Chapman, Rendon, Lindor, Acuna. What are your initial thoughts? I mean, where – what do we start? <laughs> Cole um, at three. Cole at three. I, yeah, Cole at three is kind of a problem, especially Yelich. Why why like Yelich, right? Yelich. I mean, Yelich is behind him. Yelich is kind of behind them, and I don't know why you do that. Bellinger's behind Cole too. After Yelich and Bellinger slapped together pretty good years, and you got the great behind Those Cole are MVPs too. right there. Those are two MVPs. They should be way higher. They should be three and four, respectively, in my opinion. Yeah, and I don't, also, also, I don't see. Is De- Degrom is under Cole, which is kind of like it's not good because Degrom's coming off of a second Cy Young award in a row. He had a two forty three ERA, which was really good. He had a nice whip. He had all like really nice stats to back it up. And the fact that he's not better than he's not over Cole in this list is kind of like it's kind of an eye opener, in my opinion. Well, the thing with Cole is he's a huge strikeout guy. He's striking out a lot of batters. I know DeGrom is as well. DeGrom's a huge strikeout guy. But the thing with Cole is that he's winning games. I mean, as a like, if you're a manager, I get ERA is huge. But the thing with ERA is people are moving away from ERA. Because if, if you're going seven innings, giving up a run, and the other guy giving up zero, that's not a good thing. That's why DeGrom's record, he's not winning like 15 or 17 games like Cole's winning or like Verland is winning or even Scherzer. This dude's winning literally 11 games. I mean, I totally could see why people have put Garrett over him. And he got a mega deal with the Yankees. Everything, he's going to be like spotlight. If he's performing well, I really don't have a problem with him at three. But, I mean, uh, ahead of DeGrom. I have a problem with him at three because I think Bellinger and Yelich there, I don't think there's a difference between those two. I think it's literally pick your poison. But I think, like, last year the MVP race was insane. So I really wouldn't split them up because I don't see a difference between those two. And I definitely don't think that Grom is better than Bellinger or Yelich. Like, I'm and, taking one of those two over him all day. All right. And Chapman is at number seven on the list, which is completely insane considering Arenado's at 20 and Rendon's below him. Uh, even though uh, Arenado, without a doubt, is the best third baseman in the Major League Baseball. And Rendon had a better year than Chapman. He put together an MVP year, an MVP caliber year, and to put him below Chapman is insane. I'm going to well, have to disagree say... with you on that. Yeah, James, I go would... ahead. I, yeah. I would say that this list is basically predicting for next season and Chapman being the youngest of all three and having made his first all-star game, he hit 31 homers. He won the platinum glove. He like, he's just, he has, he's the full package. The only thing lacking is his average, which he can work on getting that up, but he's unanimously the best fielder in the MLB. 
Chapman already at such a young age. Of course. And just the power threat, too. I, I could see him being in the top 10. I have no problem with it. Darren, I want to hear what you think. Do you think that Arenado is head and shoulders the best third baseman in the league? No, I don't. I, I, I feel I, yeah, like – I agree with you. Hitting, hitting-wise, of course he is. He's, uh, he's for years, has been the best third baseman hitter. At, like, but Chapman, just with his glove, like, you can't – defense wins games. Well, I would argue that Arenado is a really good defender as well. I definitely think Chapman beats him out in the field. But I think the guy we're leaving yeah. out of this, I think Rendon is the most underrated player in baseball. I, and they put him at eight on this list. I think that he's in the top ten somewhere. I think that's fair. But I, until he got this contract, I mean, people weren't looking at him as, like, the star of the MLB until he finally made his first All-Star game last year after dominating for years. They finally win the World Series. But still, if you ask people, oh, who's the best player on the Nats? They're not going to say Rendon. They're going to say Soto, obviously, in the lineup. But then, obviously, like, Scherzer, because look at Scherzer. But then you go down the list, Scherzer's behind both of them. What's He's behind say, Rendon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but the thing, no, I can, I can see why, but he's getting up there. He, but yeah, but he came in second in Cy Young voting. I mean, I don't get that. Yeah. And he had a two ninety two ERA, which is so pretty, like good. Right, I know. That, all right, stat guy. All right, stat guy. I got you. Hey, hey, I, stat I know guy. stats are huge and stuff, but at the end of the day, I mean, if you watch a game, you turn on the game. That's when you're figuring out who the best of the best are. So if we keep going down the list, um. Uh, just like breeze through the rest of this side. Rendall's a little high for my liking. Um, Yon Moncada at 22, that's a little high, but I could see why people think that he's going to have a great year next year because I think he will. Uh, at 24, Jack Flaherty, I think that he should be a little high. I think that dude is going to win a Cy Young within three years. I would put him – I would swap him with Strasburg. I think Strasburg was on fire and had a great postseason, but – I think Flaherty's just going to dominate next year, and I could definitely see him winning a Cy Young like very soon within the I next two too. seasons. Yeah, Flaherty's only improving from here. He's he had well, a great I would, year last well, Strasburg year. Strasburg is too, but I just I think it took Strasburg a while to kind of like it get did. to the form he's at. It, it took did. him a while yeah. to get here, and I expect him to be really good. But as of now, I'd take Flaherty. Just don't like slight edge Flaherty. All right. Uh, any other grievances within the top fifty? Mm-hmm. I know we're like skipping around a lot. Okay. I'm going to say one. Aaron Judge at 47 has to be one of the worst. Like, it's possibly, I think, the worst on this list. Sure, he had he was injured last well, year. But, I mean, he had, he had two, like, he had a really, two really good years, his first two years. And to kind of snub him like that, it's kind of terrible. All right. Who should be – who uh, who's ahead of him that's not as good as him? Um – you can't say pitchers, Sid. That doesn't that doesn't work yeah. like that. Yeah, that doesn't count. Like, like, all right, like yeah. Devers. Devers is at uh, number thirty-three, and to put him over Aaron Devers. Judge, I'll take Devers next year. I'll take Devers next year. Not being a homer. Devers is young, and he's only getting better. I'll take Devers next year. All right. Um, I like it. All right, one. All right, there's one I could at least give you ahead of him. Uh, I would definitely say Chris Bryant. I think Chris Bryant is criminally overrated. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I think he's yep. like the Chicago, the media is hyping him up, making him look like a superstar. When I think he's a very good player, but I definitely think he's not in that top tier of third baseman. I'd say he's in that like second tier of elite like guys. Yeah, he's not like the best. But he's, he's not a top tier oh, third baseman. Pretty good. Um, Darren, what do you think? Of, Darren, what do you think of Seager at forty three? 
Seager at 43. He's very underrated for a team that has a lot of stars like Bellinger, Betts. And he's, he's come back from Tom, Tommy John. Uh, I think he's a little too high for me. Yeah, I'd say his injury history, just it's a little bit of a turnoff. But all right, let's move I on to the say, second half of this in list. My, oh, no, James, go ahead. Yeah, uh, I'm just saying, in my opinion, I think the injury really has the reason he's down. I think I think he can get to that level where he can stay healthy. And when I think he's healthy, he's a top 20 player in baseball, no doubt. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, no. When he's top 20, definitely. I mean, like, there's rookie year, insane, all-star and stuff. But, okay, so just looking at the second half of the list, what are your – all right, I want to go around. What? Tell me your worst pick and why. Tell me the worst one on here. Starting with you, Sid. I want to start with you, man. Stack guy. <laughs> All right. Um, Bryce Harper at 77. Yeah, he's he might be an overrated player. He might be hyped up way too much by the media. But uh, 34 home runs, 115 ribbies. I mean, I can see why they put him there because of his like weak average. But, I mean, still, if you're slugging home runs and you're driving runs in, I don't really think that average is as is, is important as being clutch and having – guys on base and being being able to drive them to home play and stuff like that. So I think 77 is like not that – it's a little low for Bryce, if you ask me. For In my opinion, uh, one of the, I think this is easily the worst on this whole list. Fernando Tatis at 75 is a joke. Considering this is That's supposed a, to be yeah. – for considering this is supposed to be next year's predictions, this dude should legitimately be top 30 for next year because – Oh, he, yeah. He had – he played in 84 games last year and hit 317 with 22 home runs and 53 RBIs, which that's on pace to like, if, if you put that out in a whole season's numbers, that's absolutely ridiculous. It's like, that's in like half a and season. He's only, but it's like, and he's a rookie. I think he, he's going to go on to win like MVPs and that could be a good Padres team. I think he should be easily top like 20, top, top 30 for next year, like considering. I, yeah, I could see why that. The fact that I think they're like saying the fact that he's young puts him there, but I really don't get that pick. But Darren, I want to hear what you have to say. Who's who's an underrated or an overrated guy that you think's too high or too low here? Mine is underrated, and it's Austin Meadows at eighty-eight. I'd have to agree. I think with you. he should. Be, I agree. I think he should be in the top fifty. The top. What do you think he should be in the top one? At least top fifty. Uh, I don't know, because like if you're looking in the top fifty. Like, there are guys you take out, but I feel like the guys who are, like, the 50 through the 75, like, there are a ton of guys who should be moved up. I think Meadows is good around 60-something. That's my pick. Because he, he's only – he's had that – all right, I've said this a lot, but he's had that one good year. I really think he's going to be good. But a lot of guys in Tampa do hit well. But I'm a huge fan of Meadows. I do think 88 is way too low for him, for sure. Like, not even close. Especially that Gavin Lux is ahead of him. And Gavin Lux has only played in, like, 20-something games, but they're definitely going off of the prospect, what the guy can be. But I totally could see that. And right. All right, so I'll say mine. Um, at I would say number 96, Joe Adele, I would say is by far my worst. What I see is the worst because Joe Adele hasn't even played a single game in a major league stadium, for one. And number two, in the minors, he's not even hitting that well. The guy's barely hitting over like 280 in major, in the minor leagues and can't even can't even get called up to the bigs. But they're saying he's going to have a bigger impact than Tim Anderson at 97, who who whoever he may he's not, won a may, batting may title not be on the list. He was yeah. been he's really won good a batting title. He had a really good year last year. 
And then at 100, Anderson Simmons, who's literally been a premier fielder in the MLB forever and is starting to hit well. So I that's my spiel on it. But uh, let's move on from the MLB. Let's go over to the NBA. So we're, de- we're definitely all missing the NBA, uh, especially I know a lot of Boston fans because uh, Celta, I think, I think had a real good shot at it. I think we said that last time. I have to agree. So uh, let's go uh, – Maybe this may hurt a little bit, but let's go to the awards for the year because, I mean, there's no, there's a chance the lead, the season doesn't happen, even though there's reports coming out that there's optimism that it will. So uh, let's go around, uh, starting with uh, starting with Darren. Give me your MVP for this year. Right now, my MVP my MVP is Giannis. Yeah, I think he's going to win back to back years. He had a. I mean that Bucks team. I know is, the records should insane. not be in first place. Uh, what have they lost under? What is it? Twelve games? No, they were there. Yeah, fifty-three and twelve. Correct. Yeah, they've lost twelve games. Yeah. Just as I said. But, yeah, yeah. And he's carried that. He's carried that whole team. That team. If that if they didn't have Giannis, they wouldn't even be in the playoffs. I'm going a different route here. I'm going. The voter fatigue is it doesn't help him out, but LeBron. I'm saying LeBron has proven that he is the best player in the world once again. Not I don't like him that much. I really don't. I know it sounds like I'm gonna I like I like him, but I don't like him that much. But he's carried the Lakers. I know he has AD, but to do it in LA, there's so much media hype. There's so much other outside factors, and this guy has uh, he's done it all. Has done nothing but perform since he got to LA. I know they missed the playoffs last year, but the thing was they were literally in the top uh, a top four team in the West, the Big Bad West when he got injured. And then this year with the arrival of the Clippers and other West Western Conference superpowers, he's managed to keep afloat as a top and is leading the league in assists, which is insane. He, judging by the fact he's a small forward and he's still putting up like 30-something a game. I don't know how you can argue against LeBron. Sorry. I get the honest record and stuff. I get that. But I feel like going back-to-back as an MVP is tough, especially when a guy can't shoot a three. That's mm-hmm. my thing. Like Steph Curry, like that can shoot threes yeah. out of the gym and then did over outdid himself his second year. That's why they voted him back to back, in my opinion. I like LeBron. Yeah. James. That that's James, I would have your to MVP? Say that my MVP would have to be Giannis. You're going with Giannis I mean, too. The value he brings to the Milwaukee Bucks is unmatchable in the NBA. I think if you take think about this, if you take LeBron off the Lakers, they're still gonna win some games. They got A D who's He'd probably do what he did in New Orleans and put up like 40 a game and maybe even win a playoff series against like a – if they were a four or a five seed, they might beat the other team. Like you never know. Yeah, I got If you take Giannis off the Bucks, I don't even know who else they – like Chris Middleton, I'm sorry. He can't – he's not He's not helping your team very much. You're not going to be a very good team with Chris Middleton Boy, as your star. He's an he's all-star. Proven, he has proven though that he cannot play in the playoffs. The statistics prove that he can't yeah, play in the playoffs. Yeah. So I think if you take – Giannis off the Bucks are a lackluster team and maybe because they're in the East to make the playoffs but like maybe they might be an eight or not like eight seed if they're lucky and if you take LeBron off the Lakers like they still have Anthony Davis they could still function and they still got some other role players but I just think Giannis has proven that he deserves this MVP for the second year in a row all right Sid I'm gonna have to go with LeBron James on this one because He's been putting together a really good year. Stats back it up. Twenty-five. He's like twenty-five point seven points a game. Four ninety-eight field goal percentage. Three forty-nine three-point percentage. Yes, I know I'm throwing stats at y'all, but 
those stats back up the fact yeah, that yeah, I get, I, I get the stats. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I, I mean, I obviously said LeBron. But, all right, so let's move on. Um, let's do Defensive Player of the Year. And uh, I know this guy's got a lot of media hype. I actually – I don't even think we need to go around for this one. In my opinion, it's easily Rudy Gobert, even though – uh, coronavirus to the whole league and was did it. He shut down. Yeah, did it in a clown fashion. He didn't. Wasn't all right. Come on, Darren. He didn't shut down the whole league on his own. But uh, I think he was yeah. easily the Rudy Rudy Gobert's defensive player of the year. I don't see who else. I mean, if someone's gonna argue Kawhi, go ahead. But I don't think so. No. He's, he rests too many games in my, for my liking to be considered defensive player of the year when you're only playing certain parts of the year. An underrated guy is Justice Winslow. Um, I could see that, but I I don't see him touching Gobert. You can't you can't really argue. He won't, he won't touch. You can't really argue three, with but... two blocks a game and thirteen rebounds. I yeah, mean, it's ridiculous. Not many other guys are doing that. That's like Rodman's statistics right there. Exactly. That's what Dennis yeah. used to put up back in the day. And it's harder. It's really hard for wing guys to win Defensive Player of the Year, unless they're like yeah. It's really hard. Like it is smart, very hard for that. I think Gary Payton was the last guard to win it, and that was in like '95. Long time ago. All right. Next award, sixth man of the year. Darren, start us off. Oh, no. Can you, can you skip me for a second? You want to get skipped? Uh, well, I'll come back. All right. I'll, I'll start then. I'm still deciding. All right. Mine, Clippers. A lot, there's a lot of guys on the Clippers. There's two guys on the Clippers who can win it. I got to go with Montrez Harrell, Louisville product. Guy's been helped, like, helped them last year as a starter go to the, uh, to the playoffs and win two games against the Warriors of all teams. And – the dude's averaging, I believe, over 13 points, seven boards. That's putting up good stats, uh, shooting at a high percentage, coming off the bench, just doing his work, helping the Clippers be one of the best teams in the West, even though I'm really not a fan of the Clippers. I don't like the the uh, resting of players. I don't like how Doc uh, kind of just allowed Kawhi to do whatever he wanted when he signed there. I think it's like a soft move, but I'll leave that out of the picture. I still think uh, Montrez Harrell is sixth man of the year. Okay. Uh, I'll go. Uh, I think um, it's it would be Dennis Schroeder. Okay. He just had a great year, especially since the Thunder have two, um, one all-star and then one almost all-star in Chris Paul and Shea Gilgis-Alexander. He just came off the bench and did the best he could. I think he averaged like 19 points. Yep, he's putting up a lot of points off like the bench that. on a surprising yeah. OKC team. Mm-hmm. So that's my pick. James, who you got? Uh, I think this is very like this is gonna be a tight race. I think, I think honestly, I'm gonna have to go with um, Lou Williams coming off the bench for the Clippers. He's averaging like almost 19 points a game and five assists and three boards. And yeah, like Lou, Lou Will is the ultimate six man. He, I think he is the six the man six of man the decade. Here. He's I think. the six he just, man. I think he's the best six man of all yeah. time. He's got to be up there. I mean, I don't know how many guys can. He's averaged 15 points his whole career uh, coming off the bench. And the Clippers are the second team in the West. So, like, hard to argue with something, that. right? Yeah, you can't exactly. really argue with 18, like, 18 a game coming off your bench. That's like a borderline all-star number. Like, shooting guards that put up 18 a game should be in the all-star game. This guy is not even starting. Exactly. So, that just shows you. I think it honestly should be Lou Williams. Sid, I know you're not a basketball guy. Which one of those three you like? Sid. Which one you liking, bro? Oh, looks like we're skipping Sid. Yeah, okay. So, Sid, yeah. not a basketball we'll guy. Doesn't Sid. like it. Uh, no, all right. No. So, 
we're gonna get random here. I mean, that's what that's how we like to do it on the sports and stuff podcast. Um, so I know a lot of people, especially seniors like us, uh, senior trips plan and stuff, vacation spots. What is the best vacation spot? Darren Damon in the flesh. Let's go. What is it? My opinion, Walt Disney World. I know it's for kids, but I feel like. Even adults love it there. There's so much to do. There's four amusement parks, many restaurants. Hotels are great. Obviously, the service and the people there are nice. It's just all around just a great place. Nice advertisement for Disney. <laughs> all right. So, um, Disney, I can't, can't argue with Disney. Uh, it's one of the best. But I would say, why wouldn't – like? Why zoom in solely on Disney? My favorite. I I've like wicked bias. I like simple man. Don't have too much like, not like asking for much. But my thing is, I would say Orlando in general, because yeah. Disney. Because Disney, I don't want to just go to Disney. Because sometimes the Disney deals are a rip off. The food plans don't work. Uh, I think that the best times it can be going to Disney and Universal, so you're experiencing both. Whereas like. Universal hits a different age demographic, and Disney hits a different age demographic. And then you can also go to sporting events in Florida. There's a ton. Everything's within a couple hours of each other. Go see Tom Brady play for the Bucks soon, which, I mean, tough sight to watch at first. I think it's going to be a tough adjusting period, but it has everything. And, yeah, I'd say as a second, just so I'm not copying Darren, I'd say New York City. But, James, I want you to go. Um. I would argue that this is not a very popular like city or town. Like it's not a very popular area by any means. I would say Cleveland, Ohio is a very fun place to visit if for a trip for many reasons. Underrated. I would say sure. one, it's very underrated. One, it's very cheap to go there. Like for like the most part, the restaurants are pretty, restaurants. pretty cheap. You can get like a, it's a good deal. Like all, most of the restaurants are pretty good deal in town. And also, uh, you got literally the um, all the parks. Like, if you're trying to go to a sporting event, which the teams aren't very good, like that's okay, but they're all near each other. You got, you can literally see from Progressive Field. You could see Quicken Loans Arena. You can literally walk over to a Cavs game, and you could probably hit both in the same day if you get lucky. And then right down the road is a uh, First Energy Stadium, which beautiful stadium to see in person like it's a fun place the tickets are cheap for every event very like open places i'd say it's like a very nice place to uh visit even though not a lot of people uh choose to go there it's very underrated people see it as kind of like a joke but it, it really is it's a nice city definitely a very nice city to visit i mean i went to the uh the All-Star game, the MLB All-Star game, which was like a once-in-a-lifetime thing. It was it was so fun to uh, go to that. But, um, yeah, there was it was obviously packed because it's an All-Star game. But the uh, it's just a great place to watch a game, progressive field. The, um, it's just a great overall stadium. They got yeah, progressive, a lot of uh, – Progressive is beautiful. Beautiful park. I've been to a Cavs playoff game. That That's a great arena. When LeBron was there, it was packed house. You know, everyone's getting uh, hyped up to watch LeBron. They lost to the Pacers, which was kind of crazy, but LeBron obviously had a triple-double as usual. So, mm. I'd say no one wants to go – like, it's definitely not everyone's preferred choice, but I think Cleveland's a very underrated place to visit. 
Uh, I thought you were going to pull the Milwaukee card out there because Milwaukee is a nice area too. But Milwaukee is. Right. I think, gotta love Miller Park. I, That's a beautiful I, field. I'd say the thing with Cleveland is, it's a great place. I think that it's like a pleasant surprise that you get there and you're like everyone like even the name has like a negative connotation. People are like oh Cleveland, but when you get there, it's like such a beautiful place. But I I don't see how you could put it above Orlando in Florida in general. Because, I mean, the weather is 10 times better. You can get to, like, a pool or a beach if you want. There's just so much going on. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm more of, like, a, a like sunshine weather kind of guy. That just Tropical, that stuff. Yeah. yeah, that stuff, it just makes you feel good inside. Like, you're excited to be there. The days are, like, good. They have all the restaurants out there. Like, the Krispy Kremes and Chick-fil-A's are popping out there. There's nothing that, like, isn't going on there. I, I don't I know would... how Florida could be second, but. If I had to I, I'm, not, I'm not necessarily saying that it's better than Florida because it really isn't. But if you want to avoid the big crowds of Disney and Universal, you like you don't want to wait an hour to go on a ride, buy a Cavs ticket, walk in, and now it's going to be an empty stadium because the uh, empty arena because they got absolutely nobody on that team. Hey, hey, no one's Colin paying. Sexton. Hey, Colin Sexton, the yeah, baller. Sexton. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm just kidding. He's yeah, he's kind of yeah. Bad. No one's no one's he's paying not, that yeah. much to see Colin Sexton play. No offense. He's on a ten day contract. But like. <laughs> As, yeah, I, I I can't imagine there being a more rowdy stadium than the dog pound when uh, Baker and the Browns come out for that opening game. Yeah. Whoever whoever the, whoever's going to be on that team this oh, year, you don't know if OBJ is going to stay. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they're going to have a great year, but we'll see. But they are definitely not those, a fortunate sports town. I mean, those all. New Jerseys are you, are ugly. They are. Yeah, they are. They. Sid, you back now? Sid, welcome back. Yeah. Um. What the hell's wrong with you, brother? I, I've been here. I haven't had much to say, but I will say this. My favorite vacation spot of all time is L.A., no questions asked. There's just so much to see. You got the beautiful sunset. It's just absolutely loaded with stuff on Hollywood Boulevard. You got a bunch of good restaurants. You got the um, the Dolby Theater where the Oscars happen. It's just really cool. You got Santa Monica Beach. You got the observatory atop the – um. The San Gabriel Mountains overlooking the city. You got the Hollywood sign, obviously. It's too iconic for it not to be the best vacation spot in the entire world. So that's my number one. All right. Florida's better, but we uh, we got to move on. <laughs> All right. So uh, NFL, we, t- we hit on the MLB. We hit on the NBA. Now we're going to the NFL. Um, so obviously, I mean, if you've been living under a rock – Breaking news, Tom Brady's leaving the Pats. He's not on the Patriots. He's on the Buccaneers now. I mean, I just couldn't oh, no. say that a minute ago. He, he left. Oh, yeah, sorry, Dan. Sorry, guys. Oh, my. Yeah, I know. It's tough, tough loss. But uh, got to be the Android you have. Yeah, seriously. Ran no. out connection. I don't know. Ran Sid, out yeah, roast him in the comments. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah, he's got an Android. But uh, the Patriots got an Android of a quarterback today uh, when it was announced that Brian Hoyer is likely going to be the starter of the team. And it's to the dismay of many who thought Jared Stidham could be the leader of the ball club going forward or possibly a quarterback in the draft. And I just wanted to see, what do you guys think of this? Like, is Stidham the guy that we need to start? Yes, yes. we need him very yes. much. Start Stidham. I think that he is the man of the future. I think he could be a good quarterback. I just don't see them throwing – I don't see the Pats throwing out Stidham and being like, play with all these receivers when Brady himself could not win – a playoff game with these guys. Like, they didn't do a very good job starting Brady with great wide receivers and tight right. ends. Like, they let everybody walk. So, what makes what makes them think, oh, this young guy will come in, 
and be amazing. Like everyone wants to play the card that Brady didn't have a good season, which he it wasn't a Tom Brady like season, but it was a good it was a good season. He played he played fine, and the team should have been better around him where he was able to win a Super Bowl. It was still a Super Bowl like there there was capability of Brady leading us to a Super Bowl, but just the talent around him was not there at all. Yeah, so I but- don't see why they would throw out a, a fourth round pick and just assume that he's going to do better than the best quarterback of all time only because he's younger than him and doesn't have near the arm talent that Brady does. Well, the thing about the Stidham thing is uh, like if, like as people have been kind of like realizing that he could possibly be the starter, even though today's reports say otherwise, uh, like you hear that um, he had a tough off, like a tough road to becoming an NFL player. Like, he went to Auburn, and, like, I believe – I want to say he went to multiple colleges before and then ended up at Auburn, like, ended up winning the job and then, like, progressed all the way up to his senior year and then became a fourth-round draft pick. Not a highly touted, like, oh, this guy's a can't-miss first-round pick. But he becomes his fourth-round draft pick, and we see him in the preseason doing some good stuff and beat out Hoyer for the backup last year. So the thing I have to question is, what makes them immediately say, oh, no, we're going to start Hoyer now? Like, wh- what happened? I get he well, went they... to a game and threw a pick six one time, but that's one throw. I mean, when Garoppolo was going in, when Brady was stinking it up, like when uh, the Chiefs game, I mean, Garoppolo definitely threw a touchdown, but there's stuff that goes wrong too. I mean, one throw isn't going to define you, like, in your rookie season that makes uh, them make a change at the quarterback position. Like, my question is, like, what – what's going on behind closed doors. I mean, are they tanking for Trevor? I really hope so. But, yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think, Darren and uh, Sid? I think – well, I mean, Hoare has been in the league for 12 years. And his, Correct. his best year, I would say, was in 2015, where he threw for 2,600 yards, 19 touchdowns, and seven interceptions. That is not good. Was that with Cleveland? Had... Wait, 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 wait. Was that with Cleveland? No, that was with Houston. The one year he played for Houston. That's How's that not a good year? Nineteen and seven—that's not bad. Considering I'm assuming that's limited best, starts, probably the best wide receiver in the league. That's one. That, but that's one player. How, how many starts did he have that year? I don't know. Well, I assume it was. That sounds like a half of a year, or like uh, over. Not that doesn't sound like a full year. I'm guessing that's fourteen, not a full games. Year. Oh, fourteen games. Oh, okay. I mean, that's a that's not a lot of yards. That seems like they're handing the ball off. But how many? Wait, it was nineteen touchdowns, seven picks. Yeah. That's not terrible. It, but it's is that's it as solid good as, backup is it as material. Good as no, it's not starter material. That's I think everyone can agree that Hoyer is definitely not a starter. No, like he can he can manage to win games, like here and there. But I I, I like is Stidham immediately going to be better than him? We have no idea. That's why my opinion on this whole. What's your whole opinion on this? I think they go after they should go after uh, Trevor. I do too. Like, why why rush and draft uh, a quarterback this year when you don't like don't rush into this? You've well, had twenty great years of success with Brady. If you take one year off and aren't the best, that's fine. No one's gonna judge. I don't think Belichick cares if people judge him. I mean, happy birthday to Belichick, by the way. We recorded this on his birthday, but I don't think people are gonna be like Patriots Nation has no problem with waiting a year, even though that that doesn't factor into what a GM does or. Uh, quarter like coach does, but here's the question. Here's the question: If Tua drops, which I'm not saying he will, and would would you take him or would you rather tank for Trevor Lawrence? 
Um, I personally would rather take Trevor Lawrence. One, I think he's better. He's more of a he's taller guy, pocket passer, throws for a ton of yards. Is just a proven winner. I know he plays on a great team, but literally beat out Kelly Bryant, who took them to a national championship. And the thing with Trevor is, where is the injury history compared to Tua? Tua well, you know, well, had nearly had a like at the time it seemed like a career ending almost hip injury, but has come back and is now he failed he's failed multiple physicals for NFL teams. Did you hear that? He's failed multiple physicals. That's not did, a good one. I didn't hear that. No. Teams are clearly scared. Well, I did see that for, with with our first round pick, we are going to take a quarterback. That's what the reports are saying. Uh, I've seen multiple reports saying we're going to take AJ Espenza, I believe, of Iowa. The end. So mm-hmm. I don't know, but wide receivers. There's tons in this draft. Yeah, I think. There's no, tons. We need wide. Re- we need receivers badly. Like after that horrendous year where Tom Brady didn't have anyone to back him up, I think we we def- desperately need receivers. I think we can wait on the quarterback situation. Well, not really wait, but I mean wait to draft another quarterback until we get the receivers in check. I think Bill's got a plan. I think we all got to trust. We him. do. We got, we got to trust. Yeah, I, trust him. I mean, he's he's won six Super Bowls. He's won six Super Bowls for a reason. Mm-hmm. James, you there? Guess not. I mean, he's pulling a sit on us. Uh, so, last topic, wrapping it up here. Really random, but uh, this is what we came up with in the sports and stuff uh, green green room, writing room. Uh, so, it's coronavirus. I've said this multiple times. Everyone decide. You're bored. Uh, PlayStation uses have gone through the roof. What is the best video games to play? Doesn't have to be right now, because right now, I mean, uh, I think a lot of people say like Warzone and stuff, and all like Fortnite stuff. What is the best game to play? All right. of all I'm time? gonna start off. I'm a huge Call of Duty fanatic. I'm gonna have to say Call of Duty Black Ops Two. The mixture of the great campaign, the excellent multiplayer, and the great zombies experience that you have, I think that is personally unbeatable in terms of video game experience. That's my number one of all time, for those reasons. Wow. That was a really in-depth analysis of uh, a video game. I mean, it's BO2. Yes, correct. Call of Duty Black Ops 2. Absolutely, absolute classic. Wait, I believe it came it out, out in 2012. It came out a while ago, but it's still... I mean, it's not as played as it was before. It's backward compatible on Xbox One. And, I mean, I really enjoy it. Like, the zombies and stuff is a lot of fun. Origins, the Easter eggs were a lot of fun. The multiplayer was absolutely stacked with options, and the the campaign was just a make uh, like a continuation of the original Black Ops One campaign. I think they did it absolutely perfectly. It is my number one video game of all time. I I could see that. I'm more of a GTA guy when it comes to the battle, like the guns and stuff, because I'm I play mostly sports video games. So for my pick, I'm actually this sounds really weird. I'm probably gonna sound like a moron, but uh. My favorite, I'm going to have to say, NCAA 14, football, yeah. college football, okay. nasty game. You like they, it was honestly unfair to the players that they used very like. So Jameis Winston was playing back then, and uh, they used like it was Jameis Winston, but they wouldn't say it's Winston. They'd say quarterback for Florida State. So you'd have real players in the game, real college players who were dominating college football at the time, 
and there were so many modes. There was you could there was a mode where you could be the quarterback. There was a mode where you could be the coach and you would be like moving up through the chains of like coaching. So you'd start with like a lower program. You'd work your way up when there, work your way up to being like the coach of Alabama, which is like insane. I know like uh Big Cat and uh Barstool, they're playing that a lot. It's like pretty cool to uh see like the progressions of the game. There's a lot of modes. You can just play college football teams, which honestly I would argue at points it's more fun to watch college football than the NFL, but I rest my case, but I, the game has a lot of modes compared to like Madden now where it's like that one mode where you can play a quarterback and that's it. Like there's, you can be a coach and stuff too, but there's still like the aspect of it being a college game is, is just like, like unique to me. I mean, I don't know about you guys. I, Jay, I want to hear, I'm, um, I'm uh, eager to hear yeah, what James so to say on this. For my greatest go first. game, in my opinion, I would say Madden is by far. In my oh year, well, what year? Oh, year? 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 oh, okay, I'm switching my opinion yeah. then because I think no, against Pacific here, but 2K six NBA 2K 16 was the best video game. That was that was the best. Damn, yeah, those, those, those were the, that was the best game by too. far. Those were the days. Was, that was I mean, the, the my player that year. Time. I don't remember the specifics. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was Spike. Yeah, that was Co- Spike Lee. No, that was Kobe, right? Yes, yeah, Spike Lee. Oh. That was the year. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. It was the year with Kobe. I think he was. Kobe in was in the beginning. I think Kobe was in the beginning. It was, it was yeah. with Kobe, oh, and it, I just it may have been. Yes. Yes, it was Kobe and Michael B. Jordan. Kobe and, and Michael got to play B. Jordan. With Michael yeah. B. Jordan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With, OJ. Uh, Juice. Was yeah, that Juice. the? Correct me if I'm wrong. Was that was that the one where the the friend? That was the year before. The yeah. Oh no no okay so Vic that's Vic oh. Van Leer. Vic was the year. Vic was two K sixteen. I believe two K seventeen was the one with Kobe. 2K17 was the one with Kobe. Kobe. I played that, like, a little bit. Yeah, so Vic Vic was 2K16 where Vic dies. Yep, that like was. Like, you're close friends with Vic. You play in high school, and you're nasty, and yep. then Vic dies. That was a really good year. And then outside of just my career, they had uh, – my team was popping back then. All the YouTubers were buying packs and stuff. I, oh, I they, remember, they like, personally, I was spending money on it. I was opening – And I think packs, I remember – if I, I remember correctly, the odds were pretty solid back then. Like you, you got. They had some pretty good cards. I, I mean, I mean, yes. For everyone else, I, I, I'm not saying like... I had the best pack luck, but I'd say like the odds seemed like decent, and I felt like the system was good because like it always confused me when people would pull like emeralds and like uh, sapphires. They looked weird, but I thought that year's cards looked yeah, like yeah, normal. Yeah. And I remember playing the uh, the domination, and the domination round was pretty fun, and it was winnable. And you could get some. You could oh, upgrade your team. Oh yeah, domination was a good time. Yeah. Also, and then, yeah. What were you saying, Didi? Go ahead. The, oh, the, the best. soundtrack for Two K Sixteen. Great. Oh yeah. Was personally, I liked. Um, uh, I think it was like. Yes. Yes. A-I-O I know that song. Or that was a good A-E-A-O, one. and that, that was, that was my personal Wait, favorite. What was the one with Travis when Travis was the director of it? It was eighteen was or nineteen. This either eight. It was either eighteen or nineteen. No, it wasn't nineteen. I don't think it was. Yeah, 19. it was eighteen, right? It was eighteen. No, I. I 2K20 didn't do it for me whatsoever. I didn't even. I don't even have it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be serious. I don't have it. I stay. I with, literally. Yeah. I'm staying with 19 until 21 comes out. Two. Damn, that's crazy. That 2K21. That's crazy. That sounds just crazy. I hope Kobe's on the cover. Yeah, Kobe. I saw that. Uh, that all. I think that should be Kobe the cover. That, that'd be a good GG way to on it. respect. Yeah. Yeah, I they, think they called prob- it like you yeah. know they have the alternate editions for like 
It'll be more yeah. money, but you get a deal. Like they'll call it like Legend Edition. I think that should be it. I say or, go, going away from sports video games. If we're done with that, we should just talk about like other um, categories of games, like battle royales or like even classics like Mario. That we like. I used to have a Wii, and like playing Mario on the Wii was when I was a kid was just I, I nothing could beat that. I did never got hype. Personal. Never got the hype of the Mario games. Really. No, I tried. I tried the mobile like Mario. I was a big fan of Wii Sports. I was a big fan of Wii Sports. Yeah, I get no, but I get that. Oh, I love tennis. Oh, Wii Sports and Wii Sports. Yep. And then there was the Tropical Edition, where it was like basketball. Oh, uh, boxing was fun too. Oh no, boxing was a really fun one. Boxing, yeah. Mm Mhm. But yeah, so So, I know you have a Wii. He's not listening to it. All right, whatever. Or not? I guess he's gone again. No comments. He doesn't like the Wii. He likes PS4. <laughs> he likes. I mean, he likes the Android. I mean, Sid already had out, already headed out. So, I guess we're gonna do the same. Uh, thanks for tuning in to this uh, second episode of uh, the Sports and Stuff podcast. Uh, I want to thank James, Darren, and Sid for their continued support throughout it all. Even though Sid kind of just dipped, I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> Probably playing the show or something. He's, but yeah, no. Uh, thank you for tuning in, and be sure to uh, check us on Spotify. And follow us on Instagram.